630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Hour 2 underway. 630 Chad Inside Sports for this Tuesday evening. Dave Campbell with you. Reed Wilkins uh, out again tomorrow, but then he's back in the big chair on Thursday. It's been fun uh, to fill in here for the last few days. Patrick Bauer, you've been filling in for Kellen Kennedy, who's been getting his wrestling on. His uh, photos and uh, Instagrams have I been just had a thought. Have been good. Yeah. What's that? Are we the B team? B team? We're the B team. B for beautiful, baby. I'll, I'll second that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nice to have you aboard, man. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, it's like I, I don't get to see you a lot. No. Um, and, you know, during football season, I hear you more than I see you. Yeah, we you. talk over the uh, over the talk back here when you're doing games. But That's right. But so, we don't but, see each other. But it's nice to see you. So I, I, All this time, I thought you were blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had hair and you don't. <laughs> no, nope, bald as a cue ball. <laughs> limited, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here, buddy. Thank you very much. We uh, we have a lot to get to this hour at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we will be joined by Jacob Ruby, offensive lineman for the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, he had a special event. Uh, it shaved his head. Yeah. He's bald. He had a great mane, I'll tell you. Great mane. But uh, he, uh, in his hometown in Ontario, cut for a cure. And it's uh, in support of cancer research and also in the honor of his uh, his grandfather, who passed away a year ago, held that event in uh, London, Ontario. So Jacob Ruby uh, doing a great thing. So we'll talk about that, share his uh, story. And, uh, hey, talk about the upcoming season, which, yeah, we still got a long way to go. A lot of runway in this, uh, this offseason still. Uh, two weeks today is the opening of free agency around the Canadian Football League. So that will be, uh, it'll be a busy day. Well, we had some signings today. We'll get to that later. Uh, nothing by the Eskimos today. But uh, there were some signings and a, a high-profile retirement uh, with Matthias Gosen retiring, a fine offensive lineman for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But uh, action's really starting to pick up now. And even with the CBA hovering over everybody, it uh, looks like it's going to be pretty much business as usual for most of the league. And yes, yes, Mike Riley, I uh, don't think he's going to sign before free agency so he's going to hit the free agent market and we will see what happens oil kings and the uh brandon wheat kings are underway from uh, rogers place and already it's a one nothing lead for the wheat kings as they get a goal a minute and one second into the game so the wheat kings are up one nothing on the edmonton oil kings it's now 2-2 jets and bruins as kyle connor has tied it up for the Jets, his 20th goal of the season. So they're early in the third period, and they are tied 2-2. Buffalo Sabres with a go-ahead goal from Connor Sheary early in the third period. They're up 5-4 in the uh, Philadelphia Flyers late stages of the second period. They're trying to win their fifth straight game. They're up 1-0 on the New York Rangers. Well, this was really cool. Uh, the NHL All-Star game uh, happened last weekend. The games were on Saturday night. And then on Friday night, it was the NHL skills competition. And the NHL's inclusion of Canadian female hockey players, Rebecca Johnson, Renata Fast, and American players, Kendall Coyne, Schofield, and Brianna Decker, they blew the house of the roof off of uh, that arena in San Jose, the SAP Center. It was amazing performances by everybody. And... Uh, Great pleasure to be joined by uh, Rebecca Johnson from the Canadian uh, Women's National Team, also a member of the uh, Calgary Inferno of the uh, CWHL. And uh, Rebecca, it's nice to have you on the show and uh, just talk about a great weekend. Uh, how are you doing? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, I tell you, it was a lot of fun to watch you and uh, Renata Fast, your teammate, and Kendall Coyne and uh, Brianna Decker. And, of course, you and uh, Brianna Decker are teammates uh, with the Calgary Infernals in the CWHL. But we saw you all compete in the uh, NHL skills competition on Friday night in San Jose. And uh, I know Kendall Coyne uh, blew the house, uh, you know, blew the roof off uh, the arena in San Jose with her performance in the uh, fastest skater. Uh, you competed in the puck control. But overall, tell me about just that that whole night that whole experience and and what you're going to take away from that night yeah i mean that uh, it was an unbelievable experience and i'm so fortunate we all are so fortunate to be able to have gone there and compete uh, just to be on the ice with all the those nhl players and we're so thankful that the nhl um you know allowed us to do that and treated us so well while we were there um it was an amazing experience uh just to be able to be on the ice with the best players in the world was, um, you know, I can't, uh, I, we were just so excited to, to be there on the ice and have that opportunity. So would it be fair to say uh, eyes wide as saucers when you saw, the, you know, the, the best players in the world and from, from the NHL? Yeah, I mean, to, to be able to be on the ice with them, I mean, like, I, I watch all of them play all the time. And, you know, players like Connor McDavid, who's, you know, one of my favorite players, um, you know, just to be on the same ice as him and, and talk with them. They were, we were joking around with them and they were really welcoming and nice. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely say my, my eyes were big and, and, and just so exciting and, and taking it all in. Now, can you explain just how this all came together? And um, I'm sure it was really exciting when you got tapped on the shoulder to say, hey, Rebecca, you want to go to the All-Star game and compete in the skills competition? I'm sure it took you th three seconds or less than 0.3 seconds to say yes. But uh, tell me, uh, tell me yeah. about how all, this, uh, how, how all of this came about for you. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I was approached, we were approached uh, uh, couple weeks before the all-star weekend happened and uh someone from hockey canada asked if i wanted to take part in the skills competition um for, for the nhl and so obviously i with yeah within three seconds like you said i i was like of course i would love to i mean that's a great honor and um a really great opportunity uh so i couldn't pass that up and um ever yeah since then we we just getting organized and, and was able to to get there this past weekend and, and be on the ice. Right on. Now we're joined by Canadian national team uh, member Rebecca Johnson here on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Okay, I, I got to start in kind of like in chronological order. So the fastest mm -hmm. skater competition is is uh, is up first. And of course, Connor McDavid wins that uh, in, in a time of 13.8 uh, seconds, I believe. Uh, and that's the third straight year that he's won. Now, uh, mm -hmm. now uh, Kendall Coyne got a chance to compete because Nathan McKinnon wasn't uh, competing in the All-Star game because of an injury. So she She's in the event. She goes first and has an incredible time, 14.3 seconds. Um, and, man, she just rocked it. But tell me, what was the reaction? First, you can talk about your reaction. Then what did it feel like in the building? And what did it feel like? Uh, or what, what did you notice about the All-Stars when they saw uh, Kendall perform and, and, and perform so very, very well? Yeah, I... Um I, I, I knew she would crush it. She's she's such a fast skater, and um, but for all the guys watching, it was it was actually quite funny. They when they saw that and and saw her time uh, right away, the building was there was an uproar, and and the guys were actually hitting their sticks on the ice and cheering, which was really cool to see. And 
Um, I was able to talk to a few of them who had actually had to skate after they were in the, the same competition, and they were like, they were pretty nervous. They're like, "Oh God, like I, I, I have to win this. Like I can't <laughs> lose," kind of thing. So they they definitely put uh, a lot of nerves. They were they definitely had a lot of nerves um, after they saw her skate. Yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, she, she put the pressure on for sure. And um, your event was, uh, and you didn't compete, but you demonstrated the uh, the, the puck control. Um, and I tell you, that looks mightily hard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but but take us through the whole thing. Uh, and and, and how, first off, how did you feel before that event? Did you kind of feel that pressure? Oh, I yeah, I was I was absolutely I was so nervous uh, before actually leading up to the to the event that day. I, I was like, I don't know, I, I can't believe we're going to do this. Like, there's going to be so many people in the stands, and um, I think it's just a lot different than hockey. I mean, I played in um, rinks full just like that with eighteen, twenty thousand people in the stands watching. I played um, with the national team in front of crowds like that, but it's definitely a lot different. Um, you know, you're competing in a single event, all eyes are on you, and it's an, it's an event where it's not something I do every day or often at all. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot different than just playing a hockey game. So, I mean, I don't practice and just pick up the puck all the time and that kind of stuff. So it's, it, was a, it was really different, and it, it, I wasn't as extremely comfortable as I, was, as I am playing in a hockey game. So... Um, I think the nerves definitely were there, and I, I was really, really nervous. But once I had completed it and had it fall fall in or screwed up too badly, it was uh, I, I was relieved and excited that it was over. But uh, really pumped that that I was able to do it. Yeah, you mentioned. I mean, raising the puck is. I mean, you probably do that in practice, but that's not a natural thing you would do in in a game. And then you're, you're skating yeah. on the pylons. That's more of what you're kind of doing. But then the the drill is starting. Oh, Elias Pedersen had a heck of a time with uh, with uh, just basically. If I describe, you got the, you got a bunch of orange little uh, pucks or pylons. You got you yeah. got a stick handle through those. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that the hardest part of the whole event? No, you know what? I actually I, I don't think it showed it on TV, but I did that part well actually. Okay. Um, so no, it was literally just the the end part where uh, I mean the first one I picked it up uh, totally fine. The second one I fumbled it a little bit and was able to get it um, quickly after that. But that that stuff, I think the last part of that event was was the trickier part because it's just it's things that you you don't normally right. um, do and under pressure and in that situation um, there's definitely a lot of nerves. So uh, it was it was a tough that was the toughest part I would say. We're talking with Canadian Women's National Team forward Rebecca Johnson here on 6:30. Chad Inside Sports. So uh, yourself, uh, Renata Fast, uh, Kendall Coyne, uh, Brianna Decker, your teammate with the Calgary Infernos, did, did great in the uh, in the passer relay. And uh, there's a bit mm-hmm. of controversy there with their time, <laughs> but uh, thankfully the NHL, uh, uh, you know, they they stepped up and she gets twenty five thousand dollars, I believe, from CCM. I believe is that is that correct? I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah CCM stepped up. And- so that's cool. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. I noticed a comment from uh, Cassie Campbell Pascal, former national team member and one of the best ever to play and a, and a fine analyst here for uh, in Canada for the NHL and Rogers. But basically, you know, 
seeing and, and bringing up people like Annika Sorenstam uh, with golf and Billie G. King with tennis and basically said if they don't perform in that moment and talking about you four if they don't perform in that moment it sets us back 20 years it's awful to say that but that's the reality women's sports is in um, mm-hmm. maybe what, what's your what's your uh, do you resonate with that comment do you think that's that's an accurate comment and and did you feel that uh, that night in in San Jose you know what? It, it actually is an accurate comment, and thank God I didn't think think that way before I did that event because yes. that definitely puts a lot more pressure on you. Um, but I definitely thought it and knew that I, you know, I wanted to perform well and to to help showcase women's hockey and um, just show how talented uh, women are. Um, and there's there's so many talented uh, women uh, female p- hockey players out there playing in our league, playing in the NWHL, and um, so there could have been so many. There could have been a lot of other girls that could have been in our shoes and have d- did that event just as well as we did. Uh, so there was pressure for sure on us to to perform well and to, to showcase women's hockey. I mean, we need to we need to uh, promote it more. We need to get people out and mm-hmm. see us play because it is really good hockey. Uh, people just need to give it a shot and 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 really um, just give it a chance because I really strongly believe that they'll they'll come back and watch watch more games. Yeah. So let's talk about your, uh, well, what's next for you? And right now you play for the Calgary uh, Inferno for the uh, Canadian Women's Hockey League. You're having a great year. You're 17-3-1. Uh, you're leading the division uh, by two points, uh, the league by two points. And then coming up, uh, I know the four of you are in San Jose, but uh, you'll be, uh, you and uh, your teammate Renata Fass will be uh, taking on Decker and John and uh, Cohen Schofield in the uh, in the three-game series uh, between Canada and the U.S. Uh, starting February 12th in London. Uh, and then and the 14th in Toronto, the 17th in Detroit. Uh, that's a big series always when you're playing the, the United States and, you know, the World Hockey Championships are coming up too. So tell me about the next step in uh, preparing for, you know, the, the, the big events coming up. Yeah, I, um, we have a three-game series with the national national team coming up uh, February. I think our games are February 12th in London, February 14th in Toronto, and then February 17th in Detroit. Um, so this will be big, a big uh, event for us, and hopefully we can get out a, a lot of people out to watch us play. But yeah, we're, we're playing against the U.S., so we have to play against Brianna Decker, who is a teammate right now. Uh, so uh, that will be interesting. But I know every time we step on the ice um, and to represent our country, we will be going hard. And doesn't matter who's on the who's on the other team. Uh, we're playing we're playing to win, and um, it's always really intense intense and, and great hockey games to watch so I'm really looking forward to that series and, and just getting back with the national team. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, it, it was a lot of fun again to watch uh, you four compete in the uh, in the skills competition and just perform period uh, in, in San Jose last week and uh, like you say, it's yeah. a, a big moment for women's hockey and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you know the next steps here in the progression because it is going in the right direction and well, you know, unfortunately it's a year ago almost that you lost the gold medal game, which it's got to just still be painful for you, and I don't know how often Brianna brings that up to you. Oh, uh, too often. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She doesn't. Well, all the best to you uh, with the Calgary Inferno and the CWHL, and all the best uh, in the three-game series against the U.S. and preparing for the uh, the uh, upcoming World Hockey Championship. So, uh, Rebecca, thanks for your time. I had a lot of fun here. Uh, thanks for having me. Rebecca Johnson, forward for the Canadian Women's National Hockey Team, and uh, they got a 
We set a three-game series starting up uh, with the United States uh, starting February 12th in London, Toronto on the 14th, Detroit on the 17th, and yeah, almost a year ago since uh, the uh, Canadians, uh, Canadian women lost in that gold medal game that uh, went to a shootout in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think women's hockey is going in the right direction. Um, it has to get better in the other countries, and that's a slow, 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 slow progression. But I'll tell you, the impact of that moment of the All-Star game uh, at the skills competition with those four women, um, it's big. You know, my son, who turns three on Saturday, was watching it. And he was cheering on when, uh, when the uh, fastest skater, when Kendall Coyne was up. And she, he was just going, go, 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 go. And he was very excited. So, I mean, he's only, you know, he's only two years old. As I say, he turns three coming up here soon. But, you know, I think that's the type of thing that, you know, you, you look at how that event captured a lot of people. You know, whether you're two years old, three years old. 23, 33, 53, it doesn't matter. So it was a great moment for women's hockey. And yeah, I agree with Cassie Campbell-Pascal, who said if they... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They would have bombed. <laughs> Women's hockey is set right back. Didn't happen. Great showing. Text comes in. Says, my three-year-old daughter was watching the skills competition and screaming, girl power. <laughs> yeah, it was on display for sure. I mean, Kendall Coyne, 14.346 seconds, faster than Clayton Keller of the Coyotes and just a second back of Connor McDavid of the Oilers who won his third straight uh, fastest skater title at the skills, 13.378. That was, uh, again, just a remarkable performance by those four women. So, Kyle Connor has scored again for the Winnipeg Jets. 21st of the season, second of the game. The Jets up 3-2 on the Boston Bruins. It's a 5-4 lead now. The Sabres is, are still hanging on to that 5-4 lead. Uh, that get into the late stages of the third period. Sabres up on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Flyers at the end of the second period in New York against the Rangers. They're up 1-0. They're trying to win their fifth straight game at Rogers Place with about uh, just under six minutes left to play in the first period. The Brandon King still holding on to a 1-0 lead. So, Oil Kings... Having a good season and right now having a pretty big fight with the uh, Brandon Wheat Kings. So uh, we'll keep you posted with that. News is next from the 630 Chet 24-Hour News Center with Adam Burrows. When we come back, we'll be joined by offensive lineman for the Edmonton Eskimos, Jacob Ruby. Uh, had uh, a great event in his uh, hometown of London, Ontario over the weekend. He cut his hair in uh, support of cancer research. And he's got a personal story to tell as well. So we'll hear from Jacob Ruby next on Inside Sports. 
It's Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins tonight on 6.30, Chad, Inside Sports, 7.33. Reed uh, back in the big chair on Thursday, so one more show with me. And uh, we'll take a look at Super Bowl 53 tomorrow night with the senior editor, NFL analyst for the Action Network, Chris Raybon, live from Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, GA. And uh, kind of take a look at what the betting line is for this game. It's uh, a slight favorite uh, towards the New England Patriots. And, um, of course, the prop betting is always very popular around Super Bowl time. And just look at some of the uh, some of the aspects, aspects of the game that might make the Patriots and the Rams an attractive bet in uh, – you know, it's, it's it's more, and it's amazing how betting has has evolved. You know, it's not just bet the game. You bet on who's going to win more. You know, who's going to have the more rushing yards? Who's going to have more passing yards? Who's going to have more sacks? You know, who's going to throw more touchdown passes? Who's going to get more first downs? How long will the anthem be? <laughs> you know, things like that. Uh, we won't talk about that tomorrow with uh, with Chris Raybon, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Super Bowl. And the fact that also uh, the Patriots are in are in line to be the most uh, to have the most betting you know in one game. I mean, they're it's about eighty five percent, and it's so overwhelming towards the the Patriots right now. And they could set record uh, records for uh, the number of uh, bets that go towards uh, the Patriots, who are a slight slight favorite. So, but uh, let's talk about uh, football, the CFL kind. And uh, Jacob Ruby, offensive lineman for the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, yes, he is under contract. I get a lot of questions. Who's under contract? You know, they're starting to get more sign. You know, Brock Sunderland's starting to get more signings. Okay, so just starting to pick up. Okay, but uh, Jacob Ruby, uh, a, a great thing that he did over the weekend. Uh, in London, Ontario, and to talk about it, uh, he joins us now on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. Jacob, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? It's uh, doing really well. It's great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, it's only uh, it's only the end of January, but uh, shortly things are going to get busy with the CFL. If agency's coming up, you don't have to worry about that. But uh, first off, great. tell me how the off season's going for you. It's going well. Um, things kind of uh, pick up in the new year here, and just uh, been training, and uh, after the season, uh, after we left Edmonton, I spent some time in, in uh, sunny Florida, and then I had to come back to the cold and and uh, and start my training uh, uh, with some other guys that are in the league too. So, but so far, so good. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, how's the weather where you are right now in uh, in London, Ontario? Because I know the weather's not all that good around Ontario and Quebec right now. It's very Edmonton-ish uh, here today. It's it's, uh, it's cold and snowy, so uh, it's pretty. It's 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 colder than usual here. I think it's minus fifteen, like minus twenty-five yeah. with the wind chill or something like that. So. You're familiar with that kind of uh, those kind of numbers, I'm sure. Yeah, it's old hat. Uh, no, I, ha- I have to. I have to uh, make a confession. There were some people chuckling when uh, the, there was extreme cold warnings at minus 18 uh, for wind chill <laughs> values. And right. of course, in Edmonton, yeah. it's got to be like close to minus no. 30. Uh, but right. but then to see all that snow, like uh, I saw some pictures, and man, oh man, the snow there is crazy. And that's that's something we don't really get here in Edmonton, but you can get out east. 
place right. because the snowflakes are as big as picnic tables over there. It just gets freaking cold here. So, man, yeah, I hope exactly. I hope you guys will be okay, sure. But I'm sure you get one warm spell, I'll be gone anyway, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll wait for the uh, the next melting session to uh, <laughs> thaw us out a little bit, but. That's right. That's right. Now, part of your off season was spent, uh, uh, and well, let's talk about what you did last Saturday uh, in London, Ontario. Uh, you shaved your head, which is, I did. Uh, it, which is, I, I'm trying to picture how that looks because I always, you know, when whenever, uh, especially on the road, um, I see you out there uh, warming up, and you got that nice mane, and you're usually chucking the football around, so it'll be kind of weird yeah. to see you, uh, you know, with uh, with the down to the wood, buddy. But you you did it for a, a really good reason. It was called cut uh, cut for cancer. Uh, please explain uh, why you decided to, to to cut your hair. Yeah. So. Uh last uh last january uh lost my grandpa to uh his second battle with cancer and um going through that and and kind of finding out a lot more about it um just and and understanding the effects of uh that 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 disease has on not only the people that have it but the families that have to deal with uh their loved ones that have it so just wanted to do do something um in in that in that uh, wheelhouse and and uh in honor of my grandpa too so kind of partnered up with uh canadian cancer society and uh, uh hosted an event um that featured me yeah the, the headline i guess was me cutting my hair but there was also a, a silent auction and um and uh, uh we just had a got together in, in in the community and and raised some money for uh for cancer research but uh yeah, it was a it was a good event. We had a great turnout, and um, uh, the hair is no longer there. And I'm figuring out how, why I chose to do that in the winter because my <laughs> head hasn't felt this cold. I'm sure since I was a newborn. So yeah, the mane helps um, with the with the wind chill values and the and the and the crazy cold temperatures. Now you don't have that anymore. Exactly. <laughs> it was an unbelievable insulator that I am now missing. <laughs> no question. Uh, right. Now, you mentioned the Canadian Cancer Society got involved with this as well. Uh, th- that is yeah. really cool. Yeah, no, it, they, they were, uh, they were, I actually, when I kind of, uh, you know, wanted to do something and just researching what I could do, and um, I actually got in touch with uh, the Canadian Cancer Society in, in Edmonton, um, and uh, just going through what what that process was going to look like and what that event uh, would would be um, it, it just got uh, we came to the conclusion that'd be better off if I did it in Ontario yeah. um, that way almost all my family is uh, is in on in the London area and in Ontario so wanted them to be involved in uh, just the timing of it and then they put me in touch with uh, the office in London and um, yeah they were really helpful um, with with everything from you know planning it to um, the, the online link that so many people went and donated on, and yeah. uh, just made for made it really easy and made made for a great event. Joined by Jacob Ruby, offensive lineman for the Edmonton Eskimos here on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. Uh, you mentioned your grandfather passed away about a year ago, uh, his second bout of cancer. How long of a um, how long was he battling uh, before he unfortunately passed away? So he had uh, probably about 15 years ago. Um, he had uh, colon cancer, mm-hmm. and then obviously dealt with the effects of that, and uh, and beat that. And then um, 15 years after that, uh, it showed up in 
in his esophagus. So um, he was he actually gone through his um, his last um, appointment for radiation, and uh, at that point, uh, his body was just so run down um, mm-hmm. as that stuff does to you that um, he developed an infection uh, internally, and his, his his body was just um, so so run down that he wasn't able to, to fight that. Um, and uh, that led to he actually had an emergency surgery to remove part of his bowel, and they told him you, you have a 20% chance of surviving that. And he had that surgery three times. So wow, um, yeah, he he was a tough dude. And um, but just uh, understanding how you know I, I said this at the event. That's kind of why I based it around is you know uh, kind of uh, naive naivety. Uh, got to me and 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 i'm just uh thinking that you know if you're a tough guy like my grandpa was you can you can beat this thing and um you know that's not necessarily how this thing works it doesn't care how tough you are or how good of a guy you are um it 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 can it can come for you and it can it can hurt too and just wanted to raise some awareness for that and, and help raise some money for for research and uh and to help families that are dealing with uh the effects of cancer uh, that is great, and uh, I'm glad the the event went well. And uh, was there a lot of range of emotions when that when the hair was coming coming off? Uh, you know, did, did did you feel did you feel yeah. it all? Yeah. So uh, actually, this will be a good story. I'm, I'm, as I'm shaving my head, we actually we had a bid a bid. Um, the highest bidder got to shave my head. Uh, it turned out to be my my brother-in-law. So he's shaving my head, and I'm. <laughs> there's no mirror so i'm looking into the crowd and i'm looking around and everyone seems to be happy and they're filming it and and i look over and, and mark Mackey, who's uh one of my teammates yeah. is in the crowd and his face is just in shock uh <laughs> as what's going on and that's what kind of hit me like i'm gonna look pretty different uh after this and uh yeah, I, it went. Uh, I went a little while. I think they cut. They cut my hair off. Uh, I said some words after that, and then uh, kind of dawned on me while I'm talking. Like I still haven't seen what I look like yet. So <laughs> kind of uh, ran to the nearest mirror after that and, and caught a glimpse of uh, what I look like now. So let the heart rate come come down a bit, right? Slowly. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I was. I was just picturing what it would uh, what it would feel like to put a helmet on in training camp and not have hair on <laughs> and have to deal with all that. So that's what that's what was getting me through. Well, you know the squad's going to rib you about it, probably. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I've, re- I've received some text messages uh, already, so they're getting primed up for that. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. So we're joined by Edmonton Eskimos offensive lineman Jacob Ruby here on 6:30. Chad, Inside Sports. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about. Uh, the off season and, and as we trudge through the the off season and, and look forward to training camp in in May, it, it is kind of a weird off season just because of the the CBA stuff. But when you look at yep. the roster, you know now as it currently sits, I mean there's a lot of question marks. Of course, I, I wonder how many texts you're sending Mike Riley every day, or if you're even or if, or if just leaving him alone. I don't know what it is, but um, is it a little? Is it a little kind of ominous right now or, you know, because you're not really sure what this roster is going to look like yet uh, compared to going into even last season when the, the core was pretty set? Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, in pro sports, every year you're going to have changes in, in, in football 
every step of the way in college you got graduating seniors and your roster is never going to look the same it's very hard to, to keep it the same year in year out so i mean that's something that uh um you have to deal with every year but yeah this year is um uh that uh that level's been bumped up a little bit but um with with the cba and and different things that uh are kind of going to delay some guys uh from signing but um i i I mean i think we're we're in good shape i i um you know we're we're hoping to get our quarterback uh signed up i know a lot of people uh, are looking forward to that and Mm -hmm. um and we need to get that done but uh you know, for the most part, we're, we're, we'll stay positive, and it's not uh, not too far away that uh, that free agency will will come around, and then uh, you know, hopefully, we can get this uh, CBA done, and uh, everything can kind of go back to to normal, and guys can feel a little more comfortable, and and uh, free agents that uh, are kind of sitting in the unknown right now can uh, can have an idea what they need to get done in their contract, and then we can get back to football. Is it nice to have a contract this year? You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It uh, it is good. I know that uh, you know those things will find uh, find themselves to get worked out. But uh, I know I know some guys that are free agents are kind of you know there's always a little bit of fear with the unknown that uh, you know when's it going to get done and some frustration too. But uh, yeah, we're hopeful with the with the uh, PA and the and the league that'll get they'll get something done. Uh, in a timely manner, and and then we can move on. Well, for those that are coming back from last season, I'm sure there's enough frustration and motivation to try and erase what was, uh, you know, really, it was a strange year, man. Like, I look at those six games you lost uh, in a row on the road, and if those second halves went a little bit better in in half of those games, you're in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, some of those hurt uh, a little bit, and then obviously the the outcome that, uh, you know, we, we we had a shot, you know, right into the end, but uh, it was tough to watch uh, other teams, you know, <laughs> that that you knew you were better than play in the playoffs, and then especially hard to watch two teams play um, at the end of the year in your own stadium. But uh, that'll that'll fuel the fire for for training camp, and I, I already know that uh, there's a lot of guys, and myself included, that uh, are, are ready to get back uh, to football. Yeah. Now, did you watch the Great Cup game? To be honest, I I watched some of it. It was it was frustrating. It was frustrating <laughs> to watch. Not gonna lie. Well. Uh... Uh, you're probably aware Natea Jay was our was our uh, a guest reporter for Grey Cup Festival, and of course when well, I'm very aware of that. Yes, yeah. he went viral, man. He went viral, and I'll tell you the look on his face on the field when he was watching the the Stampeders celebrate on the stage near your dressing room. Um, it, oh, yeah. it looked disgust. It looked like he was absolutely disgusted, and I'm sure that's what yeah. I'm sure that's what everyone felt. <laughs> He, yeah, I'm sure he was shook to uh, to have to witness that in in person. But yeah. no, he uh, Tay did a great job. It was it was fun to watch him uh, watch him do that. I, I think the uh, you know holding the mic for Duke, I think it was that kind of yes. sparked everyone's interest in his uh, broadcasting career. 
Yes, I think he's got a future in broadcasting if he wants it, that's for sure. So, uh, Jacob, I really appreciate your time tonight telling a story about uh, about your grandfather, and I'm glad the Cut for Cancer event went really well in, uh, in London, Ontario last week. And, uh, you know, hunker down there. I hope uh, the weather, uh, the bad weather will pass soon, okay? Yeah, we'll make it through. Appreciate uh, it. We'll, t- we'll see you in May, okay? Sounds good. See you later. Jacob Ruby, offensive lineman for your Edmonton Eskimos. Final few minutes of the show. Inside Sports brought to you by the Northern Chicken Super Bucket. Big games need big eats. Order your Super Bucket for your big game party at northernchickenyeg.com. Of course, big game coming up on Sunday. Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. New England Patriots against the Los Angeles Rams. This text comes in from Yakashev says, can someone please explain to me how these female hockey players could have been a disaster for female hockey if they didn't perform well? If the girl skating the lap had fallen, if the girl doing the passing skill had not done well, that would mean people would have said female hockey is a joke. The fact is they did excel as a bonus, but just being there is a great promotion for female hockey. And that is a huge step. Can't force ideas on people. If enough people are interested in anything in this world, will be a success. That's the way life rolls. Well, unfortunately, in the uh, life of women's sports, I mean, on that stage, uh, there's a lot of pressure on him. You know, I mean, if Annika Sorenstam played terribly in golf and if Billie Jean King looked terrible, you know, and others, then, yeah, it, would set, it sets him back. It's not, it's not fair that that's the way it is, but it, that's the way it is. So I think women's hockey struggles to gain the attention of the masses. It's reality. And for Kendall Coyne to step up and Rebecca Johnson to step up, Brandon Decker, Renata Fast to step up and perform well, it, it does wonders for them. And it improves and it validates that women's hockey is legit and it's going in the right direction. So you're right. Just being there should be enough, but it, I, I'm sorry. It, it just isn't. Yeah. Yep. Sad reality, but, uh, you know, ideological thinking would state that, yeah, well, the fact that they're there is enough, but... Yeah, exactly. The world's like, not an ideological place. If Kendall Coyne posts a time of 15 seconds or more, you know, okay, they're probably going, well, that's not impressive. She locked down a time of 14.3. She's one second below the, the fastest skater in the world. That's, yeah. Exactly. And Rebecca Johnson demonstrated the, pa- the, the puck control, but she did great. You know, and we didn't see it on camera, but you know, I mean, Elias Pedersen in the first part of that drill, we got to put the put the puck through those little orange, small little orange pylons. He was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. And Rebecca Johnson just just zipped through that thing. She had a little bit of trouble at the end when you have to raise the puck and put it through one of the, uh, you know, there were there was uh, there were three yeah. slots there, and there was a middle and the and and a and the highest slot. I mean, she had a little trouble there, but a lot of the players did. So. That's just the way it works. Because there's less showboating in female hockey. Yeah. Ex- Purity of the game, Dave. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So uh, the fact that they performed really well advances women's hockey, and that's good. If they didn't do well, then people are going to go, ah, this is a joke. Because that, unfortunately, it's a stigma that, that women's hockey fights. 
I mean, we all know world championships, gold medal games at the Olympics, it's usually Canada and the U.S. It's only happened one time at the Olympics where it wasn't. It was Canada and Finland in uh, 2006 in Italy. That's just the way it is. So let's uh, update the scoreboard. It's in a shootout now in Boston. Bruins and Jets tied at three. Patrice Bergeron scores his 16th goal of the season to tie the game up at the 11:39 mark of the third period. Sabres with a 5-4 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Flyers hanging on to a 1-0 lead over the New York Rangers with under six minutes to go. Flyers hang on to win. That'll be their uh, fifth straight win. Brandon Wheat Kings now up 2-0 on the Oil Kings as they are just underway in the second period of play. So there you go. That's what's happening in the National Hockey League. Oilers make a signing today. They signed defenseman Joel Pearson to a one-year contract extension. He's uh, playing in the uh, Swedish Hockey League and is the second-leading scorer in that league. Uh, 22 points this season. Should be in Edmonton for training camp in the fall. One more show filling in for Reed Wilkins till he's back on Thursday. Look forward to it. Talk Super Bowl. Talk uh, much, much more tomorrow night on 630 Chad Inside Sports. For studio producer Patrick Bauer, my name is Dave Campbell. Have a great evening. Good night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.